Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Dictionary Podcast. Let us talk about some of the words, starting with the word beray, B-E-W-R-A-Y. Excuse me, I got a thing caught in my throat. This is a verb from the 13th century. It is archaic. Synonyms are divulge and betray. It is transitive, by the way. This is from Middle English, be plus rayen, which means to accuse, from Old English regen, which is akin to the Old High German raugen, which means to accuse. Next, we have bay, B-E-Y. I don't think we are going to see the definition um, that we've of the word bay that has become very popular in the last few years, uh, because I think this book was made before that word became a thing. Uh, So this is a noun from 1537. 1A, a provincial governor in the Ottoman Empire. 1B, the former native ruler of Tunis or Tunisia. Number two, used as a courtesy title in Turkey and Egypt. Uh, so yeah, this is a Turkish word. It means gentleman or chief. Next we have beyond. It is the first form adverb from before the 12th century. One, on or to the farther side. Synonym is farther. Number two, in addition. Synonym is besides. This is from Old English beyonden. Uh, from B plus Gyondin, which means beyond, from Gyond, which means yond, and there's more at the word yond, like yonder. Now we have the second form of beyond. It is a preposition from before the 12th century. One, on or to the farther side of, at a greater distance than, as in beyond the horizon. I don't think there's anything beyond the horizon. I think the world just ends there. 2A, out of reach or out of the reach or sphere of, as in, a task beyond his strength. To be, in a degree or amount surpassing, as in, beautiful beyond measure. To see, out of the comprehension of, as in, his reasoning is beyond me. Well, maybe that's because you just think differently. Number three, in addition to, synonym is besides, as in, doing work beyond his regular duties. Now we have the third form of beyond. It is a noun from the 14th century. One, something that lies beyond. Number two, something that lies outside the scope of ordinary experience, specifically the synonym hereafter. Next is, and we're going to see some, uh, the next four words are interesting. Um, This next one is, Byzant or Byzant, B-E-Z-A-N-T. It is a noun from the 13th century. One, uh, we have the number one definition for the word solidus, S-O-L-I-D-U-S. Number two, a flat disc used in architectural ornament. I feel like I need to see a picture of this. Uh, let's see, this is from Middle English, Byzant, from Middle Latin, Byzantius, which is uh, which means Byzantine, from Byzantium, which is an ancient name of Istanbul, not Constantinople. Now we have the word bezel, or basil, B-E-Z-E-L. It is a noun from 1611. One, a rim that holds a transparent covering, as on a watch, clock, or headlight, 
or that is rotatable and has special markings, as on a watch. Number two, the oblique side or face of a cut gem, specifically the upper faceted portion of a brilliant projecting from the setting. And then it says to see the brilliant illustration. That is not a word that I would have... Oh, an illustration, yeah. I was thinking like a chart. Uh, So that's... But that's still an interesting word to have an illustration of because it's an adjective the way my mind likes to think of it. We're not going to see that one for a while. Um, Okay, now where were we? Number three, a usually metal rim of a piece of jewelry in which an ornament as a gem is set. So this is probably from a dialectic form of the French word bisseau, which means bezel or bezel, uh, and that is good for that. Now we have bezique, B-E-Z-I-Q-U-E, bezique. Uh, it is a noun from uh, 1861. Is this? Is, does the nickname Zeke come from this? No, I don't think so. A card game similar to uh, pin. Wait, well, I know this word, pinocle. Pinocle, P-I-N-O-C-H-L-E. I feel like I know it, but my brain is not seeing what that is. A card game similar to Pinocle that is played with a pack of 64 cards. Pinocle, I think, is... Is that is that how you spell it? Pinocle? I always thought that was different. It might be Pinocle. Audrey, don't do that. Don't claw the screen. Stop it. Stop it. Hey. Don't claw the screen. Thanks. Okay, that is bezique. Fascinating. Now we have bezoar. Bezoar, B-E-Z-O-A-R. It is a noun from 1577. Any of various calculi found chiefly in the gastrointestinal organs and formerly believed to possess magical properties. Bezoar? Called also bezoar stone. This is from an Arabic dialect, bizuar, from Arabic, a bazaar, from the Persian, podsar, which is from pod, which means protecting against, plus zar, which means poison. Protecting against poison. Interesting. What is a calculi? I don't know. Next, we have, we are in the abbreviation section, BF, lower, all lowercase. It is uh, an abbreviation for boldface. Next, we have BF again, all caps, abbreviation for one, Bachelor of Forestry, two, Board Foot, and three, Brought Forward. Now we have BFA, all caps, abbreviation for Bachelor of Fine Arts. Next is BFF, all caps, abbreviation for, whoa, they have this in here? Best Friends Forever. Guess so. Uh, yeah. Now we have BG. All lowercase, abbreviation for one, background, two, bag. Why do you need to abbreviate bag? It's only three letters long. Three, beige, four, being. Now we have BG again, it is all caps, or it could be B, second word, G-E-N, with a capital G. This is an abbreviation for Brigadier General. Next, we have BGH. It is an abbreviation for bovine growth hormone. Next is B Girl, capital B hyphen girl, noun from 1936. 
a woman who entertains bar patrons and encourages them to spend freely. This is probably um, basically from the words bar girl. They changed it to B girl. This seems um, sketchy to me. I don't know. We are going to move on to BGS, all caps, abbreviation for Bachelor of General Studies. Next is BH with a capital B. It is a symbol for Borium. B-O-H-R-I-U-M. Next is BH, all caps, abbreviation for one, Bill of Health, and two, Brinell Hardness. Brinell is capital B-R-I-N-E-L-L. It must be some sort of scale of how hard something is. Uh, Diamonds must be at the top of that scale, right? Now we have B-H-A, all caps, noun from 1950. A phenolic antioxidant, C11H16O2, used especially to preserve fats and oils in food. This is from butylated hydroxyanisole. Hydroxyanisole. They got the B and the H and the A. Now we have Bhagavad Gita, capital B-H-A-G-A-V-A-D, second word, capital G-I-T-A. It is a noun from circa 1785, a Hindu devotional work in poetic form. I have a feeling it's from much more bef- much earlier than 1785, but that's when it became uh, known in the English language. This is a Sanskrit word, Bhagavad Gita, literally means Song of the Blessed One, and the Blessed One is Krishna. Now we have the last word for this episode. It is Bhakti, B-H-A-K-T-I. It is a noun from 1832. Devotion to a deity constituting a way to salvation in Hinduism. This is a Sanskrit word, and it literally means portion, P-O-R-T-I-O-N, like a portion of that for you and a portion of that for you. Um, I like that I that we're seeing, you know, other other cultures' words in here. We you know we see that, you know, with even with French, uh, Judaism, Hebrew words and stuff. Um, I know I've complained a lot about the the large amount of Catholic Christian words in here, but I love seeing things like Bhagavad Gita and Bhakti. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to pick Bhagavad Gita as the word of the episode. I aren't, I'm not too familiar with it. Um, I would like to learn a little bit more about what it is, what it consists of, what is, what is said in it. Um, I, I want to learn more about lots of different, uh, uh, religions and spiritual, um, uh, ideas throughout the world because I just think that they're kind of interesting. So that's one that I could learn more about. That is the word of the episode. Uh, this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Thank you and goodbye.